0: Hello listeners, a very, very special episode for you guys today, but first we're going to start things off with some Thundercat, this is called Funny Thing, thank you guys for tuning in, I appreciate it. Episode 128 of the Blake Mayfield podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today with the brand new anchor of the Daybreak Show on KRCR News Channel 7, located here in Redding, California, which premieres every weekday from 5 to 7 a.m. Mrs. Nazi Javid is joining me today. Nazi,
1: how are you? Hello! I am good thanks to this coffee you hooked of me course. up with.
0: It's the best coffee in town, black Rose coffee and tea.
1: Literally, it's so good. There, <laughs> I can taste the coffee beans, I can taste the espresso. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you enjoy it. I, some people, you know, the peanut butter and the coffee, oh, it's a, it's so it's a weird mix, but if you like peanut That's butter. That's what it
1: is. It's the peanut butter. I'm yes. Tasting. It's so good. I came in with a sugar-free Red Bull. Forget this. This is the way to go. <laughs> give it a shout-out again. Where is this from again? Black
0: Roast Coffee and Tea, which Black we'll give them Roast. another shout-out on the sponsorship, but 9539 Old Oregon Trail. It's amazing. Oh, my uh, gosh. Amazing. Gabby, Cassidy, Tori, it's family-owned, operated. They've been there for, I want to say, almost four years come June 1st. Wow. So, Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they do Delish. the damn thing over there. It's, they it's know awesome. how to
1: do it. They know how to do it right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> Before we get into the program, I want to give a special shout out and thank you to the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud listeners. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. I appreciate it. And also anyone that may be streaming on Facebook Live. It's our first time doing a live podcast, at least for me personally. Yeah. So thank you for the setup. And they have the stuff here. And
1: We're watching and it too. Every- I see it over here so I can see your comments <laughs> since you're so far away. Hi, everybody. Look at all those hearts coming in. Hello.
0: I love it. Miss you guys. They miss you. Hello. Great to see you And George you will help us out with that and, and read comments and stuff like that. Yes. So yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Steven, I, I appreciate Kim, it. Steven, Kim,
1: Janissa, Sherry, Janice. Hey, everybody.
0: Yeah, that's Good awesome. Good times. Appreciate Blake and love.
1: George, thank you for having me. Of
0: course. <laughs> of course. I also want to let you guys know I have free Blake Mayfield podcast coffee mugs available. I always wait till we're on the air to do this because I like doing it this way. Where's, George, where's my stuff? Where'd you put my stuff, George? Where's my stuff? Oh, it's over here. It's over here. It's over here. I got
1: it. Hi Robert. Hi Gary. Dana. There you
0: go. That is all yours. Oh
1: no way! I got a Blake Mayfield podcast mug. Blake Mayfield podcast
0: coffee mug, and there's like 30 business cards in there. If you want to hand them out, pass them around, keep as souvenirs. I I, whatever you want to do with them. This is so fun. You
1: You were the first person to reach out to me when I accepted a job here, so thank you for being my first friend at the station. Yeah,
0: of course. Yeah, thank you for, I mean, I'll be honest with you, not a lot of people, uh, as I'm sure you know in the industry, you don't get a lot of responses back sometimes, so (laughs) thank you for responding back when you had no idea who I was and being like, yeah, let's do it. That was super cool, so.
1: It's gonna be weird being on this side of the mic, though, you know, being on the answer. (laughs) I'm used to, you know, shooting the questions, not answering them it's uncomfortable
0: right i mean this is how i feel every day at five so yeah (laughs) now you know now you know last but not least i want to give a special shout out and thank you to our sponsor black rose coffee and tea are you starting a brand new diet and want something delicious and organic would you like to support a locally owned and operated family business have you ever tried peanut butter in your coffee if you haven't you should if you answered yes to any of these questions then you should try out black rose coffee and tea At Black Rose Coffee and Tea, you'll find all sorts of pairings you won't find anywhere else, such as the white chocolate and peanut butter blend called the Ecstasy. So the one I got for you today, Nazi, this is my favorite, comes with oat milk, half sweet, and an Mm. extra shot of caffeine. Because you'd need the extra shot when you're up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. You know,
1: I woke up at 12.30 today. And I snoozed till about one and I went to work at two. And so I need this more than, you know, in my soul. And I love the half (laughs) sweet because I'm not huge on sweet, but I like a little bit. Um, And I love the oat milk. You know, Mike Kruger got me into our chief meteorologist. Mike Kruger, got me into oat milk. So this is my new thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. You okay. can find Organic On Tap Kombucha there as well. And you also have the chance to make your furry best friend Instagram famous through their at Dogs of Black Rose page. I don't know if you have any dogs. It sounds like you do.
1: I you do. can take them
0: there. They can hang out the window and get a puppuccino.
1: No
0: way. And Yes, they will oh. take a picture and post it to their Dogs of Black Rose Instagram page. So the, this sounds like this they might be the place They just won for me you. over. Yeah. Like,
1: literally, Barbie is a puppuccino dog. She's so sweet. She's so cute. <laughs> I miss her so much. It's the longest I've ever been without her. She's How long has it been? Um, a week. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's well, been a little still, over a week. No, yeah, yeah you know, I, I've she's been with me for nine years, every day. So to be without her for a whole week, I kind of had a meltdown yesterday. I just started sobbing. Isn't that sad? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm a laughs> it dog is. mom. No, I totally understand you because <laughs> I have two
0: at home, and well, when I'm out and about, sometimes I have to do 12, 13 hour work days. It's like I miss the dogs. That's yeah. only been a day. But how many do you have? I have two. Okay. Uh, I have an American Pitbull and an American Bully. He's more Bulldog than Aww. Pit Bull, but he's mixed, and they're the sweetest thing. One of is a rescue. My girl's a rescue. My how boy, sweet. he just landed in my lap. I, I oh. don't even know how I got him. But it's fate. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. That's so sweet. You should visit Black Rose Coffee and Tea at 9539 Old Oregon Trail in Redding, California, which is open seven days a week. Bring the kids, dogs, or whoever you hold near and dear to you, and rethink the way you coffee today. And without further ado, let's get into it. So... You're brand new here. I want to start just off top. You have not been here very long. I want to say that our first show was only three days ago, on the 31st. I remember mm-hmm. I found out by watching a commercial on television. <laughs> Alex, Alex would not say a word. <laughs> Carrie, no one there would say a word. And, and you know, really? I, Only certain people get to know certain information. I get that. But I was like, oh, I guess we have. I knew someone was coming in. I know it would be you. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, Nazi Javid. I was like, okay, I never heard of you before. And then Carrie was saying you wanted to win awards and, yeah. and you want to, you know, you want us to be on a pedestal. And I have the same goals in mind with this and with that and just everything I do. I want to be known as someone that, you know, works their ass off, to be honest with you, you know, for lack of a better term. But how are you enjoying your personal life here in Reading so far? How is the area? Do you like the weather? It's a little warmer here.
1: Well, listen, I actually really love the weather as it is right now. It's perfect right now. Like if it stayed this way all throughout the year, I'd be good with it because it's just enough sunshine. I'm getting a little more vitamin D than I would in Eureka where, you know, you can see how pale I am. And I'm normally like a really brown person, but I'm super pale because I didn't get a lot of sunshine and I worked throughout most of the daylight hours, uh, you know, being a manager during the day. Now I'm waking up super early and getting out when the sun is still out. So I'm really enjoying being able to... Get the vitamin D, poke around, try new food, see different people. And, you know, I've only been here a week, so uh, it's 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 all new. It's all new. This is was our third day on, on the air. Third day. Now.
0: It feels like we've been doing it a lot longer. I gossip. know, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's definitely an adjustment going from a 30-minute newscast, which I've done, you know, probably three thousand thirty minute newscasts over the years. But going from that to a two-hour straight, I mean, there's – you don't know, – you don't get to go up and go to the bathroom. There's, no, there's no... Yeah, you got to, like, ha- figure out your water while you're in between stories. I mean, it's it's a different beast, and I really enjoy it because it's so much more fun in the morning.
0: It is. It, I've noticed that. I, I worked the evenings to start off, and I realized that the morning show is supposed to be the kind of more... Um, I don't want to say upbeat. Yes. but I don't even want to use the term funk because I feel like that might be disrespectful. But it's just, it's a different vibe. It's a different, like, it, it's the morning. Everyone's just getting yeah. up. Like, you know, the, if it bleeds, it leads. No mm-hmm. one wants to hear that at 5 a.m. Like, Amen. it's just, you got to, you know, it's yes. a different approach, if you will. So I've definitely noticed that.
1: It truly I is. Yeah. For years, it's, you know, that it's been that, you know, dep- like, when you are a human with, you know, heart and empathy and soul, and you, and these horrible tragedies are coming out of your mouth repeatedly over and over over the years, so many times, it can really take a toll on your soul. And so, you know, everybody, I, I really try to, you know, my podcast we we're just talking about is called Choose Happy. I really try to like stay positive and be grateful, live in the attitude of gratitude and, and, So everybody has always said, you know, you should do morning, you should do morning, you'd should. you be great for morning. And I did morning news my very first anchoring job in the morning. Um, I anchored the 6 o'clock show at our KFTY TV 50, which was in Santa Rosa. It was a Bay Area station. And I really liked it because of that factor that you mentioned. Like, you get to enjoy. Like, of course, you still are delivering life-saving, critical, important information. And there are tragedies that you have to report. But you get to have a little bit of leeway because like you said you don't want to give all doom and gloom to people before they head out their door and make them very sad as they leave no way we get to have a, a little bit more leeway with the fun and absolutely and like that and if you yeah. notice mike kruger's having a lot of fun too do you notice that i i do <laughs> <Bring it up. laughs> My, i do try to bring you know you know he's, he he cracks me up because he has that cynicism. You know, he's like, today, I said, you know, I hope you're having, what did he say?
0: The control room went crazy. It was hilarious.
1: <laughs> he, oh, he's like, I, I don't know about you. might be having a good
0: Yeah, he's like, you like getting up early. Not <laughs> yeah. all of us do. It was something like that. Yeah, the, the control room went insane. Yeah. He's
1: so funny. He's yeah. so, he's like a legend here. You know, it was funny. The first day I got here, you know, we went to... Brunch, and we're out and about, and you know the, the gal at the coffee shop's like, yeah, it's Mike Kruger. My grandpa watches you. You know, it was hilarious. And then we're walking outside, and just people on the street, it's Mike Kruger. It's Mike Kruger, and, and uh you know, it's, it's. Yeah, I feel so blessed to be able to be working alongside talent like that.
0: Right. That's uh, he's been doing been it for. I mean, forever. like I said to you in the studio the other day. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's uh, like a full circle thing. I remember being, yeah. you know, I don't know how little, maybe seven, eight, nine. When there's a snowstorm, when Watching there's, Mike you know, Kruger. right. I yes. mean, the fires are unfortunately a very prevalent thing yes. here, especially these days. But when it's fire season and all that, I mean, he's him, and it's been Darren Leeds the last couple of years, but he has gone to, I think, he went back home to Illinois actually. But you know, working with Mike now, it's it's always been him, him, yeah. Mike Mangus, and stuff like that. So yeah. it's the it's just crazy Mikes. now. To <laughs> I know, I
1: feel so blessed. Yeah, I get a lot sure. to learn from
0: them. I mean, also with the morning show thing. You're there at, I mean, you and Jensen are there at 2 a.m. You know, Troy's yeah. there at 2 three. I mean, you've got to kind of like who you work with to want to be there at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. <laughs> There's no one on the road. Yeah. I know I have to listen to super loud, like, Drake and Future music to get myself <laughs> to get to pumped work. into work. Like, I have to. <laughs> if I try to put on the radio, I will fall asleep. Yeah. I will not be excited to come work there. And, and everyone's been super cool and nice. I arrived only just like a month ago to daybreak. So right I'm still on. pretty brand new to it. So we'll everyone together. just, yeah, open arms. And I'm, I'm sure you've felt that vibe. Yeah. I certainly hope so. Yeah, I, I have. I think you have.
1: You know, I've worked with a lot of different news teams and personalities and I really feel very supported and welcomed. Um, and it started with your email. Like, hey, I hear you're coming. Thank you. Welcome. And which is, you know, and that's kind of the vibe that everybody has given is just they're so warm and, and the morning team especially is just everybody is, is good energy. There are, you know, there's just there are no weak links like everybody has the same goal and it's to deliver information that's important to the public and to do it well and to get the facts right and um everybody you know they're in it for waking up and being at work at two three in the morning four in the morning that's early. everybody i'm very impressed like there are no grouches <laughs> you know i'm surprised you knock on wood right? Yeah, everybody's in a good wood. mood so far
0: absolutely let's talk about a little more of the personal life stuff and just what you have going on. And we'll circle back around to the news and, and daybreak and stuff later. So I remember during the, I think the first telecast we did, you mentioned that you are in the process or you wrote a children's book. It's not yet yes. published. And I was like, I really want to talk about that on the podcast. So Thanks. you have a, a couple of them, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about it before we hopped on. Do you want to give any insight? Is, is there one you're going to publish before the other?
1: Yeah. So my dog is my world, right? Um, she, it, her name is Barbie, Barbie Wilson the dog. She has her own fan club on Facebook that my friends know. <laughs> okay. It's the Barbie Wilson Fan That's Club. Awesome. <laughs> She's hilarious. And uh, she is a little tiny three-pound chihuahua, but her ears are really big. Mm. And so um, I don't know why I decided. Oh, I know. It was like I, I was invited to read for like reading Across America Day. And I read a children's book, and I was like, "This is so cute! I could write my own children's book." And so then I'm like, "What would I write about? You know, you a lesson for kids to listen to their parents, right?" And so my dog with the big ears, I, I decided to call it "Big Ears" are for listening. You want me to read a little bit to you? Sure, it's absolutely. super super short. Okay, um, it's yeah. but it's kind of like you know, it's 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 cute. It's for like it's a children's book. Yeah, already. So big ears are for listening. Go ahead. I haven't read this in a really long time. It's a bedtime story. Okay. So here it goes. First, it's dedicated. So, um, you know, I come from a law enforcement family. My husband's a a police sergeant. So I dedicated the book to all the men and women in blue who are parents too. May God protect and watch over you. Thank you for your service. That's the dedication page.
0: That's awesome.
1: Uh, And here's the book. There was once a little dog named Barbie who loved to hang out with her dad. It made her daddy oh so glad. This is about my husband, Sergeant Wilson. She's like his sidekick.
0: Gotcha. Page two.
1: He was a policeman. It made her feel safe. But at bedtime, she cuddled and kept him awake. Sometimes the doggie would bark and growl, and Daddy told Barbie that behavior was foul. It's more important to listen than talk, he said, and then he put Barbie safely to bed. But from under the covers, Barbie came out to say, But Daddy, I just want to play. We have to get to bed, he said, but on Barbie's face was the look of dread. If you count your sheep and get to sleep and Daddy doesn't hear a peep, I'll set aside some time in the day when Daddy and Barbie get to play. But Barbie had one last thing to say. Daddy, do you know what brings me to tears? The fact that I have such big ears. Daddy looked at the dog whose big brown eyes were glistening. He said, Barbie girl, your ears are for listening. Now one last time, I'll say goodnight. Let's snuggle up until daylight. Tomorrow will be such a great day, because that's when we will get to play. Yay! That's Barbie, of course. (laughs) But before signing off, and because he cares, Daddy made sure Barbie said her prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Guard me, Daddy, through the night, and I'll try to sleep with all my might. Then Barbie dozed off while Daddy was whistling, as she was reminded that big ears are for listening.
0: That's awesome. So
1: there it is. I, I love it. It's cute. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it,
0: it hits, right, where, you, you know, for kids and talking about the dog with the big ears. Yeah. yeah. Dogs with big ears are, are better than small ears, for She's sure. so cute. And yeah, and the big and ears dog. are just, yeah, you cannot replace that. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have any timetable when you want to put that out? Is it just, you um, made it sound like it was a passion project, and obviously with the new gig, you're very busy at the moment. But
1: yeah, you know, so I started working with an illustrator who's actually the daughter-in-law of the police, former police chief um, that my husband, the department that he works for. Um, what I had initially wanted to do was publish this and then do kind of like um, – book signings with barbie for like little kids to come and get the book visit with barbie take a picture with barbie and then whatever donations people gave i wanted to give it to the police department to do something you know it was it was during a time when there was so much going on and the police weren't really getting the support that they need in the times that we were in so that's how it kind of started and then i got carried away and i wrote another one that's kind of about like a little dog who wanted to be a news anchor when she grew up and how she got bullied and it was kind of my story growing growing up and um achieving her dreams, So it's going to be a series, but I, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Publishing a book is expensive. Very. Yeah.
0: It, it's the easiest part people don't realize is writing the book. Yeah. That's the easiest. <laughs> Literally. Because I, I have one about my dogs as well. and oh. I wrote it like two years ago and it just, it's expensive. Do you have it with you? I do have it with me. Are you going to read it? I, I have not even edited it in two years. Well, so. let's hear it. <laughs> let's hear it. <laughs> All right, it. fine. I'll, I'll give it a little preview. I don't even think I've ever told George about this. To be honest, Are you serious? Well, you never read it. Today. So, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't rhyme. So I'll give a little bit of just, like, That's the backstory right, yeah. um, of kind of how I got my first dog, Sadie. She's my girl. She's my, my white coat pit bull. Um, so the first page is just, you know, hi, my name is Sadie. It's her just sitting, smiling, because when she smiles, she has a huge, you know, smile and whatnot. You could tell she's kind of had a rough, and she's Aww. in a better place now. Um so, I at this time, she was 21, because they say dogs have, you know, seven years, and like one year, or whatever it is, yeah. and they came out and said that's not right, but I just said she was 21, and it was her just kind of fetching a bone, because I feel like at 21, that's still, for adults, are still like yeah. the, the having fun yeah. phase, party phase, you know, it's like you're growing up, but you're that's not exciting. grown up, you know, yeah. you're still figuring it out. So, to a dog that's going to fetch a bone, maybe you still <laughs> dig a hole here and there, you know, you're still kind of figuring it out. Um I, I would read more of this. I really would. It's just it doesn't rhyme. It's not nearly as cool. Okay. It's hard to follow that up, Nazi. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you.
1: I don't know. I have a podcast, so you can come on to my podcast. <laughs> sure. Which is not even anywhere close to how awesome your podcast is. I have like janky <laughs> well, little tough few episodes, but when you're ready, then we can debut it online.
0: I'm I'm down for that.
1: Copyright it though, because we don't want anyone to steal your idea when we get it out there. They're right. Gonna be like, oh
0: yeah, taking the story. I mean, yeah, big brain for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Can't wait to meet your pups. Yeah
0: you getting a I, I lot of hearts bring on here. I them into the station. Are you? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. No, you
1: are. Oh, I am? Yeah, you okay. were talking about yeah. Sadie. Right.
0: Th- that's awesome. I like that. <laughs> Let's get into how you got your start in broadcasting. This is something I, in particular, am very interested in. Later on, I'm going to have a couple just, like, personal questions and whatnot because my lifelong dream. I mean, ever since, like, I literally was the kid when I was six that had, like, 30 NASCARs, that was, that's what yeah. I was into before football and basketball, and I would like announce them crashing into each other and like monster trucks, and I, I guess I acted like a monster truck. Mom loves that's getting awesome. that one on me. Um, <laughs> but I've always wanted to do this, and so being at the station and seeing how everyone does it and production, mm-hmm. the production's a big one, Yeah, you know, because you gotta realize how much work is put in behind, behind the, scenes the scenes through one person. Mm-hmm. Someone like, you know, Jensen, Taylor, that is a night's worth of work that goes really? into a half hour show, an yeah. hour show.
1: It's and people just don't
0: realize that but no clue you're starting broadcasting why did you want to get into it when did you get into it and
1: why Ooh, good questions good question I see why you should be a, this is why you're a journalist Good question, <laughs> man oh uh, that's loaded okay so essentially I, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up I went to college I went to UC Davis and in back in my day when we were in school you had to declare your major in your second year, not like before I think now they have to declare it like before you even go I think yeah but 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 ours you wait to your sophomore year so I didn't know what I wanted to do uh, my dad kind of wanted me to live vicarious he wanted to live vicariously through me and me go be a doctor and he came here as a foreign exchange student and wanted to be a doctor and uh, the revolution happened he's Iranian this long story but he didn't end up getting to finish his school he went to Cal and so he kind of wanted me to to take over that and I'm like I am not a medical, like, scientific, like, anatomy makes me want to vomit. Like, that's how I can't, like, the muscles on my like, like, I just, it grosses me out. Like, it was hard for me in school, the anatomy stuff. So that wasn't going to work. So he's like, okay, well, what do you like to do? You like to talk a lot. You like to argue. I was on debate teams and stuff. And he's
0: Center, like, why don't
1: you go to law school, right? And, you know, and yeah. I'm like, okay, you know, I like, I love the law. I love, I like law school. But also law is a lot of paperwork and and negativity in court, and and so I was like, maybe I don't really know. I said I'll go to law school, get the degree, have it as a backup. That's not really what I want to do. For it. and he's like, okay, well, how about broadcasting? It has a really bad, per, heavy Persian accent. Okay. I'm like, why And you like broadcasting? You talk a lot. They pay you for talking. It's perfect for you. I'm like, okay. I'll think about it. And I remember I was, I had just gotten out of the shower and I had my hair in a towel. I remember very vividly. I had an old TV, you know, like not even flat screens weren't out at that time. It was like the big, well, the, chunky the, the TV. Big, the the big,
0: big one. Chunky. Yeah, chunky no TV. It,
1: yeah. And I came out of the shower and I heard just the voice of urgency and, and tension and empathy and and stress and it was Ashley Banfield she was reporting from ground zero and the planes had just hit the twin towers mm. and she's she was covered just in soot and she she said you know I'm Ashley Banfield reporting from ground zero on the hunt for Osama bin Laden and I was like oh i just got the chills and i was thinking like what what a responsibility it is to get a story like that right like what what a what a career that would be to to have that responsibility like it it was it was incredible to me, and so that kind of is what sparked it. And I said, you know, I want to, I want to do this. I want to, I want to be a journalist. Journalist is what I like to call it. A lot of people are like, you want to be on TV, you want to be a broadcaster. Like, no, you have to be a
0: journalist first. You have to be a journalist first. Yeah. Like,
1: I, that's my, my, uh, on my professional page, it's listed as journalist. It's not listed as news personality, and it. I'm weird about that. Yeah, yeah like right. I. You know, I'm a journalist on TV as a broadcaster. That's fine. But the the personality thing, it's like, it's not about us. So I just prefer the word journalism. But anyway, that's how I got into it. And then I applied for an internship through a program called UCDC. And it was for, uh, it was like a, all eight UCs at the time had like a couple students each that got to go to Washington, D.C. and do like some kind of news type of communications internship. So I applied with Tribune Broadcasting. I got a three-tiered internship with them for the White House, the Capitol, and the Pentagon. It was so amazing. Wow. We got to g- literally wow. shadow the reporters at the White House. It was, it was phenomenal. Like, we got to go through, like, the Oval Office. I mean, it was— it was, it was We crazy. had a press pass for the Senate and the Capitol. It was really cool. Yeah. And uh, so I did that, and then I said, okay, you know, I want to send out my resume tape. And back then, Blake, it was a tape.
0: A, a it VHS was tape? a
1: VHS tape. Okay. okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. It wasn't an email file or no, a YouTube no. video. Okay.
1: No, we yeah. no.
0: <laughs>
1: we edited on like beta big beta tapes. Anyway, so I, I got my reel together. The reporters there were really nice. They let us shoot stand-ups in between their live hits and they helped us build the tape and I sent it out to different stations. And um, this is for me, it's like what bothers me about generation today. So, like, I was willing to take whatever job I could to get my foot in the door. That's what I was always taught. Just get your foot in the door, work your way up to the top. Now people come in and they just, they just want right off the top without doing the they work. They expect it, yeah. They expect right. it. So I got offered a, a job in sales. It was in the paid programming sales assistant. It was a sales coordinator is what it was called mm-hmm. uh, for TV50 in Santa Rosa. And I was like, I'll take it. And, and the general sales manager's like, do not tell anybody that you want to be a reporter because this is a sales job. Like, I'll hire you. I think that you can do the job. But, like, this isn't about the news. You're going to work in sales. And I did. And then as I was working in the sales department, there was a paid program, like a half an hour paid program that they started called. It was a they wanted to sell it. It was like a sales where you go to different restaurants and eat their food and be like, oh, this is so great. You know, like Mm. I'm eating at this Chinese restaurant. And then you would dress like the theme of the restaurant. And they created a show for me called Dining Out with Nazi while I was still working in sales. Shane Calvert actually worked with me there, the one we work with now. Really? Yeah, and David Petrie too. Huh. And that's okay. how that started. So I got my own show in sales. And then when a news position became available, they came to me and they were like, hey, we want to move you over to news. And the rest is history.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of answers my next question, but you bring up 9-11, Mm-hmm. And I mean, everyone remembers where they were at. Everyone mm-hmm. remembers where they uh, they were at with that. And so, is that what made you passionate about reporting? Is that just just that day in particular? Is that like the set off? And and you said you know the urgency and and the tension and whatnot. Is that what you just knew? It was just like ignited a fire.
1: Yeah, it did. It was like a responsibility. It was. It's it's just like you you mentioned like with the fires, right? Like we have a res- like the information that we are giving people is could save their lives. And if we do it wrong, it could end their lives. So it's such a huge, important job. And it, there's so much purpose to it because we give a voice to people that don't have it. it. Some people who are struggling reach out to us and we can go advocate on their behalf because they don't have the platform that we do. And that's a responsibility mm-hmm. that I take really seriously. And I, I love that job because I feel like it's different every day and I get to help people every day. I'm serving the community, you know? Right. I love that.
0: Absolutely. Let's take a break real quick, and when yeah. we come back, we will have some more questions.
1: Fabulous.
0: So, the daybreak job. Why did you want it? When did it get offered? I, I assume it was after the old anchor had left. I-, I guess we're forbidden to say her name. I never worked with um, her. But, I mean, when did they offer this to you, and when did you have any idea that you wanted to do it?
1: Um, so, uh, stand by for a second. Okay. Um, uh, you know... I've wanted to do morning news for a long time and I was so grateful for the opportunity that 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 came my way and um, the timing was good and it's been tough uh, you know just to back it up a little bit my family is still in Eureka my husband we just got married last year we we just celebrated one year of marriage Congrats. and thank That's you awesome. yeah. thank you and but again you know he he I moved here, and then he went back home because he, he has a year left with the Eureka Police Department before he retires as a sergeant with the department. He's been there for years. But um, our kids are there. So I have four bonus kids. When I got married, I became a bonus mom to to four – so three of them are triplet boys. Triplet wow. boys. Okay. Yes, they're so sweet, and they're awesome. They're 19. And uh, our daughter just turned 16. Her name's Christy. And um, they – it's just so hard being here without them. Like, I'm so grateful to be here, but it's not the same, you know, it's not the same without your family. So I'm having a little bit of a challenge adjusting to the changes, but I know it's it's for the good. I mean, this is an incredible opportunity. It's an amazing market, great people. Um, I really have watched from afar how great of work KRCR has done throughout the years and, you know, I want to win some awards, and this is an award-winning <laughs> team, I I, you know. Yeah. And I, I miss my – you know, I'm so torn. I'm so torn. It's been – it's a tough transition. It's the longest I've ever been away from my husband and my kids and my dog and all of that. But um, I, I would the, – the end goal is, right, we're all trying to – we have an end goal, and there's a reason that I that made this move, and part of that is is professional, personal and professional growth. And I, I'm eyeballing that Emmy. I got to get that Emmy. Yeah. I want that Emmy. <laughs> Absolutely. No, <laughs> you know? I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I got I a nomination, but that's it. I, you know, I, I really, and which is a huge honor in itself. And I'm so grateful for that. But man, we're going to, we're going to knock it out of the park. We're going to get that Emmy, Blake. We're I love it.
0: it. I, I'm there for it. 4 a.m. Every day. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you ever play sports growing up? Does this come from a sports background? It, it seems very competitive, which I love. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. D- Volleyball and anything like that. I was What'd a cheerleader.
1: Okay, was a cheerleader. Yeah, all right. Big time cheerleader. I did a little bit of basketball and softball and some other sports, but um, mostly cheerleading. Yeah, and and very competitive, like competitive cheerleading. Like, <laughs> you don't want to mess with me, type cheerleading. Yeah. No, that's
0: awesome. I, I yeah. the amount of things I say to George just mean him. I I could only imagine from someone else's perspective. It's like, dude, this guy's got an ego. There's no way. But in a way, you know, I learned this from my, my grandpa. You know ego pushes people, you know, like in a way it's, it's that drive, you know, I mean, you got to be kind of, kind of weird or kind of out there to be willing to get up at 1230 in the morning, yeah. two in the morning three, to go to work for hours on it. You know, yeah. you guys are there a lot longer than I am, you know? So, I love
1: working though. That's kind I of like my thing. Work is like my baby, you know, like I, I've never had any children of my own yet. And, um, you know, work is, Work is my, my thing. I'm I'm competitive at, at, the, at the profession. And I really, really love the job that we get to do. I feel like it's such a privilege. And I see people, you know, that have jobs that they don't like, that they just do because they need that paycheck. And we get to have a job that's in our profession that I love to wake up and do every day. So I don't take that for granted.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love the competitive nature. Well, when I heard that you wanted to, like, win awards and you're coming here with, like, a purpose and an intent, yeah. I was like... Yes, like this is my let's kind of it. anchor. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, 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 let's out do there. it. Get What advice would you give to young, up-and-coming reporters, like someone like myself or even someone that isn't a reporter yet that wants to become one? Um, you know, someone that we both know at the station, Sam Cominci. He just yeah. became a reporter like a month ago. That's he awesome. bugged our director for like six, mm-hmm. seven months on end. I've had conversations with Alex and whatnot, um, just me and him, where I'm like, hey, like, how can you help me? How can yes. I help you? Yes. Like, I-, I need guidance because... You mentioned, you know, working in sales, don't mention that you want to be a reporter. I didn't realize I got to daybreak. When you work in production, it's okay to tell everyone oh, yeah. your next step. Oh, yeah. Because that's should. actually the most, yeah. you know, besides becoming the actual main producer, like, like a Jensen, yeah. that's the next step from assistant is to being on the camera usually. Yeah. What advice would you give to up-and-coming people, people that just started, people that even if they have a couple years experience, I mean, what would you say to them?
1: Well, I think you said it yourself. You said, what can I do for you? and i think that's what's missing with a lot of the the new generation coming in and wanting to get into this profession it's you know you know i was a news director for several years so i interview people and a lot of times they come from a place of like what can you do for me when they should come from a place of what can i do for you like you're just getting your foot in the door you have no experience you're just graduating like you should be willing to do whatever it takes you know and I would never, obviously, I'm not even going to go there. Go there. But, uh, <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> it's all good. So keep it, no, no, no. Um, but so I think it's just being willing to do the work, being willing to get out there. I remember when I was an intern in, in uh, D.C. and I was at a white, white House briefing and Helen Thomas was sitting in the front row. She, had a, she was the only journalist in there who'd been there forever. She'd worked for a ton of presidents and, and she had her seat in the front row and everybody respected her. And i asked her like the same question like what advice would you give me and she just said you know just work hard keep fighting for your dream like don't let anybody tell you no because a lot of people have said no on the way a lot of i got to tell you like people and people in leadership too have tried to make me feel smaller along the way and you know or or they have an opinion that maybe i don't agree with because in this job Everybody's gonna judge you. They judge how you talk. They judge how you walk. They judge what you wear. They judge your makeup. It's actually they judge the your name hair. of the game. It is the name of the game. The name of the game. And you is gotta that. have thick skin. You yep. gotta like not take any of it personally. Viewers are gonna have their opinions. There are gonna be ninety nine percent supportive, and there's gonna be that one percent. It's the one percent that will stick with you and be like, "Well, should I have done that? Should I have said that? Should I have worn that? You know, coulda, woulda, shoulda." And eventually, you just, I've learned in my experience I just those people I just I thank them like thanks for your feedback you know appreciate it like I don't get mad I don't get defensive like you just move on and not every leader that I've worked for or news director or you know manager I've agreed with but I respect them and you do the job and you work hard and you progress I think that it's you gotta just you gotta do what it like I I don't I, I, when I was a younger journalist coming up, you know it's different now I'm in management, but when I I was willing to come in early, stay late it didn't I wasn't like oh well, you know that's not my that's not my responsibility. Right, so right, like, yeah yeah you just do the work man and it. people reward you for it. They see that you work hard and it always come from a place I would tell a young anybody who wanted to be in journalism to come from a place of what can I do for you?
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I love that because I talked to George a lot about these things. I don't know if you've ever heard the term before dream snatchers people that oh. are purposely yeah. in your life, whether it's family, friends, they, they may seem planted there. It's literally, I, I, I think of my life and, and, and yeah. just stuff as like this big thing I could just look up at like, like a movie screen. But like, there are people along the way that will try to snatch your dreams from you, yes. whether it's because they don't believe in you, they don't think you can do it, yeah. they, they they didn't do it themselves so they're afraid, they don't they want to hold you down. Um, or people that just simply don't know. Some people yeah. just don't know that they're trying to snatch your dreams when they're in the middle of their yeah. rant or in the middle of their yeah. point. and And that's exactly what it is. So it sounds like that's maybe one of the bigger things to watch for in this industry yeah. is, you know, because it, it can get cutthroat at times, is the dream snatchers. you yeah. got to watch for the people that, you know, may not be intentional, but yeah. they are trying to zap you. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to do the men in black thing where they do yeah. the flash and you yeah. forget everything and Yeah, it's it's very competitive. It
1: is. It's very competitive. And I think, you know, um, someone told me, you know, what is that quote that's like? Because you can be doing your best and you can be kind to everybody and you can be, you know, like, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. But, like.
0: You could be the sweetest peach on the tree, but not everyone likes peaches. Exactly. That's
1: where I was was going with that. Yeah. yeah i mean it just acceptance is the answer to all my problems is what i always say like it's okay i don't have to be i don't the job it's a fine it's a it's a delicate walk man because your job is obviously to be likable right i mean who would want to watch somebody that they don't like who would who would want to get information from somebody that they don't trust you have to like somebody you have to trust you know if you have to like them to trust them i'm not gonna trust you if i don't like you um so, <laughs> like you know, like yeah, this guy absolutely saying? Um, yeah, it's just a funky it's a it's a funky job it's it's unique for sure, I don't know,
0: yeah, I mean, we can go at, as little or as far as you want with this, what is something that people should watch out for when they get into the industry? I mean, should they we talked about with the sales, and yeah. I love the point you bring up, yeah. you know, don't let everyone know. You know your your intent. I mean, it's one of those like forty eight you know, laws of power things. Do, you know, you plan to the end, but don't let everyone know your intent. Is that a real thing? Do I you think keep he was wrong. To yourself?
1: I think he was wrong. Okay. I think in that situation, he because he was in sales, so he he was trying to protect me. He was trying to help me get the job to get my foot in the door. And he thought if I said I wanted to be in news, that they weren't going to hire me for sales. So I think that was a unique situation. But I do think, like you said, you should tell everybody like what Sam did. You know, let people know what you want to do and be willing to do it now. So like, if you want to be a reporter then go out and do reporting. Be like, hey, if you're at an event, you take some, you know, you get some sound or, you you know, you 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 behave your way into the position. You know, I remember when I, before I was even a reporter, when I was working in sales, I used to watch the morning, the morning reporter and she'd be like, I'm, her name was Kim McNicholas. I'm Kim McNicholas reporting for TV50 News. And so I would go home in my mirror and I would say, I'm Nazi Javid with TV50 News. But like, I wasn't yet, but I was, Manifesting. Manifesting it. Yeah. And and then it fell in my lap. (laughs) There you go. George.
0: George's favorite word in the entire universe is is manifesting. Yes.
1: You think you can do it? And you can do it. And man, people have tried to like push you down. Like people get, Mm. they get jealous. It's a weird, it's It's a a weird weird industry. It's weird. You just have to keep doing good and not everybody is going to love you and that's okay.
0: Yeah
1: like in life. That's just life. I love life. That. Honestly, yeah. that. That's just life at the <laughs> yeah. end of the day. But
0: yeah, yeah absolutely. Immigrating, I, I, your dad immigrating from Persia. You're of Persian descent. Yeah. I did not know that until you got to the show, which is awesome. <laughs> I, I think you're the first person ever that I, I you know, met of Persian descent. Um, when did he come over and uh, what was that like? For I mean, what are the most interesting stories, I guess, that he has for you from those experiences?
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh. So he was a foreign exchange student um, with the government, you know, government-sponsored foreign exchange student, and he was living with a host family here uh, in the Bay Area. And he was going to UC Berkeley, and he was studying. He wanted to be a doctor. And um, then the revolution happened. The government cut off his funding. They said you need to come back and enlist in the military and go to war. And he was like, yeah, that's not going to happen, you know, like – and so he he didn't couldn't afford to continue going to school so he got a job at a little pizza restaurant the Round Table Pizza and then he became and then he worked his way up and then he worked his way into management and then he opened his own pizza restaurant and then he opened like oh, wow. a straw hat and Mount Mike's and a Round Table and now he has a little, uh, place called Piara Pizza in Watsonville and he uh, just became a businessman and then he opened like a Speedy oil Change and Midas Tires just different business he's just a businessman um, but he, over the years, he took my sister and I up overseas to Iran, and showed us some serious lessons about like how lucky we are to have it here. He worked his way; he did all of his paperwork. He became a citizen, and then he took us there and showed us what life could have been like. Over, and it's just it makes you so grateful. Like, it's 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 Iran is such a beautiful country, beautiful people, so giving like. If, I, if you go to Iran and you say, I like your shirt, they'll take it off and give it to you. Like, that's how wow. beautiful the people are. The food, the culture, the colors, it's amazing. But the freedom, you know? And, and since I became a journalist, the last time I went to Iran, I was 18. And then I became a reporter, and I just haven't felt comfortable going back since then. Because there's just so much uncertainty, especially surrounding journalism. You don't want to be, you know, perceived as being some kind of... Spy, or you know, reporting right. on the government—like right. you just don't have the same freedoms as we have here. And so, I'm very grateful. My my mom is American, um, and you know, we're just very, very proud, proud Americans. Like we fl- fly that American flag high because we're very lucky to be here.
0: That's awesome. You know, I, I love that. I love that you enjoy yeah. it here and whatnot. That's yeah, very cool. I was
1: born here, but I could have not, you know, I could have not been. And I'm, you know, going back and seeing how my cousins the way that they've had to live and the things they've had to do to get out of the country, um, for more freedom and a better life. It just makes me really grateful.
0: I like pulling back the curtain on jobs that people may not know about. I know there's only so much you could share. I could share, but what is the toughest part to this day of this job? Is it the getting up at 1230? Is it the covering the tough stuff? What is the part that you just maybe even dread that you're just like, why? But you just, you do it, you know, it's a part of the gig and, and you know that is what has to be done. What's something to kind of watch out for, I guess, or something that just...
1: Ugh. Well, it's not the schedule. I got to tell you, anybody that knows me and they'll get to know me is I'm a vampire. I love the dark. Like, this is why we're in the dark. This is only <laughs> this a light so you guys can see. Yeah, this is exactly why. Yes. Everybody home, at home knows I love the dark. Um, and I love getting up and getting my day started before the sun comes up. And I love getting out when there's sunshine and the rest of we have the day. So that's not it. I would say the most difficult thing for me is not being able to help everybody. Like, I've worked in the business for so long that I've been so fortunate to have a solid following and, and support base of people who reach out to me when they need help for stories. Like, when I was a new reporter, it was like, I was looking for fishing for stories you know like hey somebody give me a story you know like where are the stories but then you establish yourself and you and I did I love chasing people out of court I love chasing like you know convicted criminals like (laughs) putting a mic in your face like I'm coming for you I've I've stayed and like I've you know been outside homes of like hardcore criminals you know like convicted anyway I like advocating for people but because of that people have seen that and so then they'll message i need your help with this i need your help with this i need your help with this and i want to help all of them but i'm one person and i can't help all of them and that keeps me up at night when i have to be like i'm sorry like i know that you have this critical problem and i wish i could help you with it but like i can't i'm i have to i have to sleep at some point you know like i can't help everybody and it sucks it's awful i can't get back to the messages that i get like there's too many and i'm so grateful for that but I don't want people to think I'm ignoring them, or right. you know, like that I don't care. Yeah. yeah, because I know, like I've reached out to people that I think are amazing journalists. They don't get back to me. Eh, why are they ignoring me? Yeah. <laughs> like, Whatever, it's yeah. not personal. But like, right. I just wish I could, I could have my hands on everybody and just be like, I got you, I got you, and solve solve the world's problems. Yeah. Not even close. I can't even solve my own problems.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you always think you can take it on, and yeah. it's like you can't, you know, bite off more than you could chew. It's just one of those things.
1: Yeah.
0: What is something that you I mean, we do all sorts of different camera shots and, and, and Alex does a phenomenal job and everyone does of you know moving stuff around and, and doing whatever you like, whatever Mike likes. What's something about the morning show? It's two straight hours. It sounds like you haven't done a two straight hours show before in your career. What's something you would like to change that you just already know right off the bat? I I would like to do something different or do you know just whatever.
1: Well, I, I gotta back you up there because I I don't know if you remember you were probably you were in Bakersfield I think at the time of the of the car fire.
0: I'm born and raised here? here. Oh, you were raised yeah. yes,
1: here. You went there. Wait, did you? Are you from I, B-
0: no, Bakersfield.
1: Who's from? Ba- who's going to Bakersfield?
0: I do not know. I don't know. <laughs> it listened. was not me. I've been up since twelve thirty this <laughs> it's morning. It's all good. What time are we? At? I'm. It's, it's t- twelve. It's one 1:00. o'clock. I'm yeah. a little.
1: Uh, my you're brain's a little good. fried. I apologize. I have my Red Bull and my coffee. I
0: remember the day the car fire broke out. It was very vivid. So, do you
1: remember when, you're, when this, you when the the station uh, you weren't here at the time, but they had to evacuate for safety, and um, we and Eureka took over the coverage of the fire to deliver that information. People let people know where where the shelter was, where to escape to, it was what roads are closed. Crisis. It was a total crisis. Total so we crisis. did wall to wall coverage in Eureka for Redding, and it was went national. It was on CNN. It was on the major networks, and and Dylan was my co-anchor at the time, Dylan Brown, who's now with us. Oh, okay. And we stayed up all night, and people just brought us food, and I would be like, I gotta go pee. Handle this, and then he would go to the bathroom, and then I would, and we just that was the 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 first time I had a wall-to-wall through the night coverage it was crazy so that was the first time but the two-hour show thing um it's it's different and I I don't know yet what I really like the way that it is but I I love having more personality more person more people more involvement more more live more lots of there's so many ideas. It's time for money news. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, stuff like that. There's so many. There's so many good things that we can do with with that time. But the most important thing is is serving the public. And we're going to start talking about something good. You know, is something that I did in Eureka, uh, and I know that has been done here too. Um, just to give people a little bit of a little bit of joy in their day before they go off and have to conquer work. Right. Our kids have to go into their own world and
0: (laughs) and live there and and do their thing. Yeah.
1: And involving the community. I love meeting people. I love getting to know the community um, and being able to involve their stories too into the news. Because, like, that's so fun. You know, like, I remember a little girl once, she fell and she broke both of her arms. And her mom sent me a picture of her too and her two little casts. So she couldn't do anything, she had her two little casts on. We showed it on the news, gave her a shout out, and it just made her such a she was so overjoyed and she's a fan to this day. Little girl, just being able to have that positive impact on on the youth. Yeah. I love
0: that. Absolutely. Where's been your favorite place to do reporting? You mentioned that you've walked around like the Oval Office, which is, is oh. nuts. I did not know that. You know, DC West Where's been your favorite. <laughs> West oh, Where's been your favorite spot to go? What what place that if you could go back you would
1: you know I'm really like I love breaking news and that's kind of a a hard thing when you're a news anchor, right? Because you're anchored to the desk. And you get to see the breaking news, and you get to talk about the breaking news, but somebody else gets to be out there doing the breaking news. And I miss that. I, I, when I was a, a reporter, you know, I, kept, I was always on the scene of breaking news. That's my thing—like delivering important information, serving people. I love to serve the community. And I, you know, when you're anchoring, you don't get to do it in that way, but you, you're still doing it another way. So. I'm grateful either way. But breaking news, man. If there's breaking news, like, I don't care what time of the day it is, yeah. I'm there. Like, just, it's my jam. Let's
0: report it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'm there. What drives you in 2022 to continue? I mean, you, you mentioned wanting to get the Emmy. The nomination's not enough. I love hearing stuff like that. But what, you know, personally, professionally, what wakes you at, at 1230 in the morning? Is is there is it a little voice? Is it just the, the competitive nature? Is, is it proving yourself right, proving someone wrong. I mean, people have weird edges and competitive things. You bring that up. What is your main factor?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. I just, I feel so lucky and so grateful that I get to have a job that I love to do every day. And I have never, my parents always instilled this to me, like never be satisfied, right? Like don't ever be comfortable. Like as soon as you start feeling comfortable, like you need to do something, you need to grow. You need to, push out of your cocoon and so you know that's kind of how I ended up here like it's not comfortable leaving my husband or my kids or my family my dog my parents my like every the whole community that I know and love and that knows and loves me and supports me was it was hard to walk away from that but sometimes you gotta do what's uncomfortable for for positive growth personal growth and I hope to do good things in this community. And I hope to serve this community in times of crisis to give them the information that they need. Um, and I, I just, I'm excited to meet new people and, and do new things and, like, get out there and and serve the youth and get involved and teach Zumba. If you know any anywhere, I'm a Zumba instructor, a licensed oh, Zumba okay. instructor. Um, George and I were just talking about it. I was <laughs> He's off camera. I was say, George, uh, George and George I can... <laughs> do a little bit of Zumba. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Bernadette. Hello. Hi, Pam, David. Oh, so many great friends here.
0: That's awesome.
1: Oh, good people. I
0: have one more thing. Yeah. I know you've been up a long time. Mm-hmm. We're closing on about I apologize
1: minutes. if I'm all over the place because I am. All, I'm a walking zombie. Brand. This I is my too. second Red Bull. Yeah. I've got my coffee. It's all
0: good. I, I think that's originally how we hit it up was, oh yeah, sugar-free Red Bull. We're the only two Sugar in the free office Red Bull. That, every morning.
1: I didn't know that we had a that's why I came here, because we Where's have it? this in the, we have a machine where you can get this yes. in the building. That's the only reason I <laughs> I'm sure you know this.
0: I love teasing Dylan Brown about this, which I, I, I have a, I didn't know you worked with Dylan over on the yeah. coast. So I, I have a question about him after this. Sure. Um, just a couple more to wrap up. He loves his diet, zero sugar. He loves his aspartame, <laughs> I guess. I guess he just loves it. I never see that guy with a real soda. <laughs> it's always sugar-free this, yes. Coke, zero that. I mean, you, you got to have a good frame to be on TV now. Yeah. I mean, you know, George always teases me like, yeah, you got to shape it up a little bit, man. And I'm like, I know, I know. You know, like, well, we'll get there, we'll get there. But what's your proudest moment in your reporting career? I know this is a loaded question. There's probably been a ton of them. But what is the one looking back on that you're like, man, I, I deserved an award or, or one that you're just like, Man, I will never, ever forget doing that story. That was amazing.
1: Uh, you know, there, I wouldn't call it my proudest. I would say the most important stories. Um, there have been so many good ones, but there are two cases that have just like penetrated my soul and I've been covering them for years. And um, one of them is the Josiah Lawson case. I don't know if you've heard of him. He was a Humboldt State University student who was stabbed to death at a college party and his killer is still out there. And mm-hmm. I followed the case and I went to the prelim and then we, we, there was a grand jury and, and they declined to indict and I interviewed a grand juror, which is like, you're not supposed to do that. But it was, it was a risk I was willing to take for journalism to, to find out what was happening behind the scenes. And it was just a, a, a gross miscarriage of justice. The police department botched the evidence. It was just really bad. And covering that case, Over the years, since 2017, has just, you know, you get to know the parents, you get to know the siblings, the family, you watch them grow up. And then meanwhile, there's this student that never got a chance and the suspect who the police department has clear DNA evidence of because of loopholes and and the way that the court system played it out is still remains free it's painful it's painful as a journey and so when I left that was one of the stories that I was like I'm going to still follow this even though I'm not in humble because I'm going to carry this story to the end Investigation Discovery did a did a special on it they interviewed me for it it's a big national story and it's an unsolved crime there's that one and the second one is uh it's a young woman named Ashley Madonia and she was crossing the street. It's Humboldt has this highway that's like a street. It's called Broadway and um, our Highway 101. And she was crossing, and she got hit by not one but two drivers, who then fled the scene, and were never caught. And you know, I went, I got to know her mother and her brother, and I went to her funeral. And it's just, those are the stories that like keep me doing this job because I want to get justice for those families. Like, I want to have answers for them. Like, I want to keep digging. We have the awesome responsibility to keep the pressure on officials, to keep it in the police's mind. Like, hey, we're not going to stop asking about this. We're not going to stop talking about it. And every time you don't give me an answer, I'm going to go on the news and be like, we asked. There's no answer. Put people on on the hot seat, you know. Like, hold the public officials accountable. That's our job. That's my duty. And those are the stories that stick with me until – the her Ashley Madonia and Josiah Lawson and those cases are solved I I will like never just never stop like it just stays with me
0: I want to end on something kind of like dylan brown <laughs> i'm, I'm sorry I'm downtown not, I'm, brown i don't know how to transition out of that no, i'm no. sorry it's, I, news, I, I it's a news
1: that. talent you gotta I, be, learn how to go from yeah that's um, a hard one. we do
0: do that in the morning you'll, you'll yeah. go from you know something mm-hmm. and, and then back to the 49ers lose to the rams yeah 20, yeah <laughs> oh. so it's yeah. yeah i don't know how to transition out of that but do you think he'd be willing to do this i told george this i said i'm making you a promise in quarter one of the new year this is last year about thanksgiving I want this guy. He was the nicest guy when I first met He's him. He's a great person. He, he introduced himself to me first day. He didn't have to do that. Yeah, dude's an anchor. He's so nice. He's gonna be there regardless. He's, He's gonna so have nice. that. He does not have. He doesn't get paid to say hello and be nice. But that was awesome of him to do that. You knowing him and him allowing me to tease him about his his sugar free drinks. Do you think he would do something?
1: <laughs> of like course this? he would. Okay. Absolutely he would. All right. Downtown Brown is just. Where did you get show. that name
0: from? Where does that come from?
1: I honestly don't know. I don't know where it came. It's just that we used to call him Downtown. <laughs>
0: The he loves the sundial. Every time he goes out into the public report, he's like, "I'm <laughs> going go to get with the sundial." Yeah, I mean that's the spot to go. Have you
1: been there yet? <laughs> I have not, but it's so gorgeous. Go. Every time we take the shot on the news, it's yeah. amazing. I do want to check it out. I
0: walk my dogs there. the The botanical gardens are amazing. Mosaic. Really?
1: Oh, mosaic. Yes, mosaic. Oh, good I food. have you been to mosaic. I looked at the menu. I have not been yet. No. It's
0: amazing. Scallops are amazing. Oh. Um... I mean, a good steak. I mean, it's... Oh, no.
1: I'm going this weekend. I'm also going to the crab feed this weekend, which I'm super excited, with Dylan. And I'm very excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Meet some new people, kind of get out there. Hopefully, I could take a nap before then. Yeah. Uh, Do I look like I'm dying? <laughs> Honestly, you
0: look great, Nazi. Hope I you, feel like can, I'm dying. Hopefully, you can get a couple hours in, <laughs> just for your own sake, to Thank keep going. You. I'm glad you enjoy the coffee. Yeah,
1: it's so good, man. I Shout out to your friends. Really, really good stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Black Rose Coffee and Tea. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. I know time is money, and I appreciate your time. So,
1: I appreciate you know, your time. T-
0: time is the name of the game in, in this business. We've opened up for a while. So the fact that you said yes off top, don't even know who I am, don't know what I look like, don't oh, know what I'm I sound so like. am so excited for you. And we're here now uh, two weeks later, a week and a half later is amazing. Hey, so. listen,
1: you're going to have to teach me all your podcasting skills and I'm happy to work with you on your reporting <laughs> stuff and we'll Please. tag team and, and help each other grow. It's good stuff. Awesome. And thank you, George, too. I know he's yeah, loves screen and George is he, here, too. He helped, you know, This get is his manager, George. And, hey. You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's the one that ran and, and got the coffee and, and, and made sure we had the mug and the business cards ready. So he, he plays his part well.
1: Yeah. You so. know, and I got a, my mom's watching. Hi, Mom, Terry. And my mom, my mom, Brandes. So I have two moms, and they're both amazing. And I feel so blessed to have two people who are just so incredibly influential and amazing in my life. So I just wanted to give them a shout-out as well.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for, for the time. On. Yeah. Thank you for the time. I
1: really appreciate. You are the star it. of the show. I'm I, so grateful. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Of course. If you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. I'll be back here later on this week, and I will see you guys later.
1: Don't forget to watch Daybreak, and, and let's watch, go take yeah, it out. There we go. Yeah. Tune into Daybreak <laughs> every
0: weekday morning from five to seven a.m. on ABC. And if you're here in Redding, California, it is News Channel Seven. And we thank you guys, and have a great day. Thank see you. you. Later. Thanks, Blake. Thank you.